0: Hi there, in my garden podcast today The nasturtium actually have got a bit of mission creep going on frankly They're overplaying their part, it's quite velvety Do you know, it just tastes of garden? Ah, the thunderous sound of the hosepipe slapping the dry soil Ah, much needed after a day of 30 degrees. Oh my word. I tell you what, I wasn't expecting that. We've had the weirdest weather. And I don't mean dramatic or challenging as it is in many, many parts of the globe. I just mean boring. Just, it's been mono weather. Like 20 degrees, 19, 18, 19. Ooh, 22 degrees Celsius. Ooh, back down to 15 uh, we're mid July, you know. We're in summer in the in Britain, and yet the weather in the northwest has not really kept up with the calendar. So today has been a bit of a turnaround. Uh, last couple of days, actually, the heat has been building. What happens in the northwest of England is the heat builds. It gets what we call dead muggy. <laughs> it's true, dead muggy. It's too hot for me. Right at about. Probably 24 degrees, but it's been 30, 30, 31 today. Gets dead muggy over the course of about three days. And then it chucks it down for another three days just to clear the air. And then we start all over again. So the best equipment you can bring to the northwest, and we're talking Manchester, Liverpool, Warrington and beyond, is in the height of summer, a cardigan in case it gets a bit nippy and an umbrella in case it rains. So that's the two bits of main kit you'll need in a a northwest summer but we're very lucky the light is with us from four o'clock in the morning all the way through till half 11 at night sort of thing on a clear day and it has been super warm today so the flowers, the garden needs a bit of attention and watering and what I love about watering late at night is that the, the The plants really soak up the moisture. There's nothing squandered. It's really valuable to the plant. It doesn't evaporate. It goes straight to really thirsty roots and leaves. I can already begin to see some of the sunflowers we've planted at the back of the Jasper Memorial Bed. That's the dead cat, basically, if you haven't listened before. Um, At the back of the Jasper Memorial Bed, they are instantly perked up from from a bit of hosepipe work which is really pleasing. So everything's really thirsty and ready to absorb. And what you get to do when you do it with a kind of plant by plant, you know, you hit the roots with the hose pipe, you're giving it really good attention and you're looking at each plant and maybe deadheading, or as I saw on these nasturtiums, which are at the front of the bed, they are riddled with black fly, riddled. And I don't want to spray them because there are so many of them, and I'm, you know, chemical averse. So what I've done with a few of the very, very heavily buggered ones, basically, is taken the stalk where it's got a new flower head on it. And of course, it's the new juicy tender leaves and squid dorks that the... So I'm just going to change the setting on this hosepipe because I'd rather think... Oh, hello! It's a little noisy. Is that better? Oh. Oh, I'm just going to go light shower. There we go. All right. So, um... (laughs) The, the, the new growth is where the fly, flies go to because it's easier to nibble into, isn't it? So what I do is just gently pull my black fly off through the thumb and forefinger movement on the old stalk and just get that... Ooh, it's gross. Very pleasing at the same time. I mean, The insects are good for other animals to live on, as we know. However, you don't want them all over your garden, do you? Just a few. The Nasturtium actually have got a bit of mission creep going on, frankly. They they've over they're overplaying their part. And bless them, they've taken over the bed essentially. So what I'm gonna do in a few days' time before they start seeding and dying off is just clear them because what they did last year, and there were only a few of them last year. Is that they've self-seeded and really run away with themselves so these guys are taking over the um, the bed Uh, which is okay because they're beautiful and they're right at the front of the bed so they're filling all the gaps and look very jolly and orange and green and yellow and green at the top there and you know I believe I should put them in a salad go on I'm gonna have one is it black black fly free yes so they look jolly but I don't want them doing the same again and doubling up again. Now, this is the moment of truth. I really want this hosepipe to stop, but it's not. It's, uh, the trigger on it is obviously completely ruined. Anyway, i will put that in there. Let's have a look at this. Let's have a little taste. I am, okay, so I grew up being told not to eat the plants because they might be poisonous. So to eat an nasturtium goes against Everything in my body right now, every cell is saying, No, you're going to die if you eat that. So, here we go live on air. Well, podcast. Mm, have one more. Mmm, it's quite velvety. Mmm, there's a velvety kind of texture to it, so it's not smooth particularly. Perfect to your tongue. do you know it just tastes of garden like it tastes of garden like soil and plants and leaves, oh hang on oh no it's quite peppery Mm, mmm like rocket leaves would be peppery on the aftertaste hmm I still think it's showing off to put them in a salad I'm sorry I know I've had advice from a podcast listener, bless her but I just think it's showing off putting it in a salad. Oh look fresh nasturtium leaves from the garden. Right let's carry on. Now the the jasper memorial bed is about one two three four six meters long and just a couple of meters deep and it's weird because where jasper's buried it's actually prolific in the growth and the the success of the plants in there. So we've got cosmos We've got a few sunflowers, a lupins gladioli, and that thing I can never remember the name of. I'm going to say phlox, but I'm not entirely convinced. And then there's salvia at the back, and a hosta, which is holding off from the snail attacks quite easily, I think. All doing brilliantly, and then you move beyond the middle, the centre point, which is the acer, quite a small acer, Come on, Acer, grow a little, please. Just grow. It's not really, it's not really done its job recently. I always think when a plant doesn't grow, it's fine, and it's just doing some, it's just doing some thinking, putting down some roots, having some quiet time, and maybe next year, it's going to really come on. Anyway, hold out hope for that. So we're going beyond the hot, beyond the Acer, the stunted growth Acer. And we're coming towards the back of the end of the bed, rather, the back of the bed away from the house. And I don't know what's up with this patch. Um, Where we have created new beds from old lawn areas, there is a real... There's not any quality control, basically. There's not any uniformity about the quality of the soil. So you get through these kind of belts of brilliant soil, where Jasper's buried, and then into really unkind soil which uh, plants don't really flourish or thrive in Um, and they need a lot of feed and a lot of watering and mm, I don't know why that is. Well it's soil isn't it basically it's your your basic soil problem. There's a probably a gardening term for that that the, um, the experts know about but you didn't come here for that did you? No, good. Right so we've come to the end of the bed, we've come to the end of the watering job for the evening, all the plants are very very grateful I feel and the nasturtiums that I have pulled out so far that were um, rather overtaking the hydrangea and now on the floor and Joey has run off with them and I think he's oh he's just dropped one actually because he's probably got that peppery aftertaste in his mouth anyway onwards I'll see you soon